<laughs> yes, we've been having a series of, um, of presents. Yeah. Presents. And we uh, very cleverly use the word presents, P-R-E-S-E-E. There it is, look at that. And uh, took the T-S because Christmas is not just about presents, gifts, and although I can't wait till tomorrow morning. <laughs> and uh, all the children will be looking forward to that. And, uh, but, uh, you know, Christmas is about his presence. That's right. It's about his presence with us. Uh, they said uh, the prophet Isaiah in chapter 7 and verse 14 says that his name would be Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. And it's true that that's what it's about. But let me talk to you about presents. My first, my early recollections of presents was always out at our family batch. Here is a photo of it here. It's coming up in a minute. And uh, this, this batch has been on the south coast of Wellington for years. And uh, there it is, pushed up against the, the hills, on Cook, right on Cook Strait. And my grandfather had a little batch there. And uh, then, um, then, then, then we expanded that. And we always went there. The day after school finished, we were at the batch. And we stayed there till the day before school went back. And we were always there, right on the beach. Give us another photo here, 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 the old batch. And the uncle was next door, the one above there, above us. And there was about five or six batches in this little bay. And uh, there was the next one. And we, there it is. That's where we used to swim. It was as cold as a frog. That water was freezing. But uh, never mind. We were in there. Keep going. Another one. And fishing and butterfish and, and crayfish and moki and... The cod and everything else, that was the batch. And here was something, and here we are. This was the earlier, that's me on the second front bottom, left, front row, second from the right. I must have been about, about uh, 20 years ago, ago, yes. (laughs) I've deteriorated rapidly. (laughs) And uh, this is my brother next to, here we are. And uh, that, there I am on the extreme right. Look at me there. I've grown there. I had hair on my head in those days. <laughs> but anyway, that, that was the batch. And, and we always had big families there, especially when the missionaries, our, we had several missionaries. One family was in Indonesia for about 40 years, 50 years. Another one of our family was in Japan for about uh, 30 years. And they used to come back at Christmas time. And uh, every so often, every three or four years, they'd be back. And so that was a fact. But presents. Is there any more? I think that's it. Oh, that's me rowing the boat. There it is. Out we go with Uncle Max. And uh, that was Christmas. That was been Christmas for my first 20 years. was always at the batch with the family. And presents. Oh, Christmas with presents. We used to have stockings. And it used to go along here. Especially when the families were back from overseas and the, some years there was about 20, 22 stockings and they were all packed with presents and they were all in chronological order and we always we took all morning to open the jolly presents but I was fortunate because I was always number two or three depends who was there and we had presents and I remember looking through the wall, the crack in the door to see what I had for my presents 
I was so excited. You could just about boot. And there it was. And I'd look, and they'd all threaten me because I hadn't been very good. I have a rotten potato or something. But no, when I looked there, there was my stocking. And there was a big balloons on top and all the way. And there was presents underneath. And oh, man, Christmas time was just fantastic. Christmas time, presents. But then... The old grandfather, and uh, he was the one, he started the first Pentecostal church in New Zealand. And the old grandfather, and he used to say, Righto, before we open our presents, we're going to pray. And we're going to thank God for the greatest gift of all, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to give thanks for, for Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. That whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. And children, before we have our presence, we're going to thank God for his present, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'd sing a couple of carols. Then we were allowed to open our presents. We were bursting by this time. But anyway, that was what Christmas was. But you know, there's a scripture that comes up. And I've already spoken to you about it. And it comes up, and here it comes. It's coming. Matthew 1 and verse 23. And it's a quote of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 7 and verse 14. It says this, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Yes, God with us. And this is the great thing about Christmas time, that Jesus came. He is God. He's the Son of God. And he was given by the Father for our salvation. And he came to earth to show us what the Father was really like. Jesus himself said, They that have seen me have seen the Father. He was the express image of God. And if you want to know what God the Father is like, then read the stories in the Gospels. See how Jesus dealt with situations. See how he treated people. See how he loved people. See how he solved people's problems. See how he healed the sick. See how he cared. See how he loved. You know, he is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And so this Christmas time, we need to be thankful for the presence of the Lord. God reached down to man. Jesus left heaven's glory and came down to earth. You imagine, what a change. He was used to being seated on the throne of heaven. He was used to being able to purvey and to see the whole world and the universe. He upheld it by the power of his word, and yet he was willing to leave it all and to come down to a humble family and to be born in a manger and to just be so restricted with this physical body. You know, one day when you and I pass from this life and we throw off this, uh, this case, this physical frame, which, uh, you know, doesn't get any better as you get older. And, and, but one day we'll be free from this. Hallelujah. We'll have a, a, a resurrection body. It's not going to get tired. It's not going to go to sleep. It's, not, it's just going to be great. Hallelujah. Be no night or day, just day. And it's going to be a wonderful thing to have, have that. And, and, and so Jesus came and he, he identified with the people whom he had created. And he wanted to show them what his father was like. 
He lived for 33 years on earth and then he died on the cross to bring forgiveness for all of our sins and was buried in the tomb. But on the third day, he arose again. He arose from the dead for our justification and because he lives, we shall live also. He's Jesus, the Savior of the world. And he lives today. And he longs that you and I will turn to him and receive him as our Savior and Lord. And when we do, his presence comes. The moment we return to the Lord and acknowledge him as the Savior of mankind and as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we open our hearts to receive him, his presence comes to us. His blood washes us from all the wrong that we've done, all the sin that has blotted and stained our lives. His blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. That's why he went to the cross. And so now he can offer forgiveness and freedom. And so when that happens, then the Spirit of the Lord comes to us. His presence comes and takes up residence in our lives. And he begins to live his life through us if we'll let him. And he begins to influence our lives. He begins to reign in life through you and I, ordinary people. He begins to help us to be able to overcome the things we could never overcome before, to do the things that we could never do before because of his presence. And he lives within us and he enables us. He encourages us and makes us more and more and more like himself until one day when we see him, we shall be like him. We'll be changed. What a privilege it is to know the Lord. And as Christians this morning, we celebrate Christmas with understanding. We understand that Christmas is not just Christmas presents. It is His presence. Emmanuel, God with us. And herein lies the difference between Christianity and all the other religions of the world. Religion is man just trying to reach to God, trying to find favor with him by doing things, by keeping rules and regulations, by, by uh, trying to live right, trying to do right, and trying to do everything. And, and, and it's just all work and work and work. Whereas Christianity is not religion of man trying to reach up to God. But this morning we celebrate that God has reached down to man. That he has come. That he sent Jesus, his son, and he's come to earth. Hallelujah. And he's come to us and he wants to live his life through us and enable us by his Holy Spirit to be the people he always created us to be. Religion is just of works and Christianity is all of faith. Religion is all do, 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 do. Don't, 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 don't. Whereas Christianity is done, done, done. He's done it all on the cross. Hallelujah. He said, it is finished. Hallelujah. And the salvation was purchased for every person who would ever live on the face of the earth. It's no wonder we celebrate 
his arrival on earth. It's no wonder we celebrate his, his, his life. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Hallelujah. For it is by grace you've been saved. It's through faith, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. The thing is, Jesus has not only come to earth to be present on earth, but his presence is a very personal thing. And it is the realization of his presence and the acknowledgement of his presence in our lives that can make all the difference between struggling to get through life and living life as he always intended it to be. It's his presence that makes the difference. Look at this verse from John. John was the youngest of the disciples. He's probably only about 17 or 18 when he met Jesus. He writes this, You dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. It's his presence in you and in me that enables us to be overcomers in this life. His presence. Look at this verse from, written by Paul in Galatians chapter 2 and tw verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but who? Christ. Christ. Say that. Christ lives in me. Say it. One, two, three. Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The remarkable thing is that when, look at this next verse from Revelation chapter 3. And Jesus is talking and he says, look, I'm standing at the door of your life and I'm knocking on that door. If anyone, anyone, anyone hears my voice and hears that knock and opens the door, I will come in. Hallelujah. And as soon as, as, soon as we open our hearts to the Lord, as soon as we acknowledge his lordship, as soon as we ask him to cleanse us from our sin, he comes to us. His Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, comes into our life, hallelujah, and takes up residence in there. Oh, thank you, Lord. It's his presence that makes the difference. He is Emmanuel, God with us. But more than that, Look at this next verse. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. We. Who's we? Who's we? The Father. Jesus is talking. He says, I am the Father. We will come and take up residence in your life. And the Spirit of God comes to us. The Spirit of the Father comes to us and takes up residence in our life. Look at the next verse. From 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16. There's a lot of good verses. Three, chapter 3 verse 16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple 
and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst. The Holy Spirit comes. You see, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. The three are one. And they come to us and take up residence. We used to sing a few years ago, we used to sing the old song, Lord, I need more of you. Which was a crazy song to sing in one sense because if you've got the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit living in your life, how much more do you think you're going to need? The Bible says that we're complete in Him. And it's not a matter of getting more of God because if you've opened your heart, He's come. Emmanuel, God is with you. It's not a matter of getting more of Him. Hallelujah. It's a matter of Him getting more of you. Of yielding our lives to Him and letting Him live His life through our lives. A couple more scriptures. For in Christ all the fullness of the Godhead or the deity dwells. In Christ the fullness of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dwell in Him and He lives in you. And in Christ you've been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. John chapter 1 and verse 16 says, here it comes, of His fullness have we all received. He's come to you. If you're going to live a great life in not 2018, then it's a matter of letting Him live His life through you. That is the key to successful Christian living. Colossians 1 and 25 says, there's a mystery, Paul says. It's been hidden for the ages, but now I want you to know about it. He says, I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Living Bible says, Christ in you, your only hope of glory. That's true. That's, that's the marvelous message of Christmas. You imagine for a moment if Paul challenged me to a game of tennis and I said, Lord, I'm pretty useless at this tennis business, but wouldn't it be great if Roger Federer could take me over for a while. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? And so I said to Roger, Roger, you, would you mind just coming into my life and taking me over? I've got to play this Paul, Paul fella tomorrow, and, and, and if you could just come into my life for a while, um, that would be real helpful. He said, that's fine. I'll do that for you. And so... I go out to play tennis with this good man, but he has no idea that I am not like I normally play tennis. I have a champion inside me. So I line up there, I say, you ready, Paul? We have a few hits and it's all fine. I said, I win the rally, and so I, I'm serving. So you ready there, Paul? Yep. He thinks he's gonna take me to the cleaners. I throw the ball up, whack! It goes past, he doesn't see it. It hits the back fence. 
15 left. I go over here, toss the ball, whack! He sees it this time, but fails to get it. 30 love. On it, he returns the next one to the baseline, and I just whack it in his backhand corner, and he watches as it goes by. And he's thinking to himself, I didn't know he could play like this. But I'm playing, I take him out because I'm not strong in mercy. I just take him out. And, uh, and thanks, Roger, this is fantastic. Anyway, we're playing, and in the middle of the game, he, he, Paul returns it over the thing, and I say, to leave this to me, Roger. I can handle this one. And I step it, whack, straight into the net. They, something has happened in my life. How much greater do you think it would be to live life indwelt by the champion of life who's won every victory? Hallelujah. And he says, if you will open your heart to me, I will come into you. I will take up residence in your life. I will be the champion of I know how to live the life I created for you. How many times have I said, just leave this to me, I can handle this. <laughs> Only to muck it up. How many times have I forgotten to include him? While he waits, because he's a gentleman, he waits. And I said, no, I forget to include him. In fact, I become so arrogant that I don't even think I need to include him. And I strut through life with my own abilities and own talents, thinking that I've got it all together, and he waits. He waits to be called onto the court of my life. And we leave him on the sidelines of our life to live in mediocrity or less. And all the time, he's available to us. Way back when Moses was alive, he'd be received the Ten Commandments up on the mountain, and he returned with the Ten Commandments written by God's hand, and he found that the people had made a golden image of calves and were worshipping and partying and carrying on and forgotten all about God, and all about Moses. And he comes down and he is, is, is just heartbroken about it. And he, he breaks the, 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 the tablets of stone and, and, and God says, this people, that, they're just a stubborn people. I want to do them good. I just want to bless them and, and walk with them. And my, I want my presence to go with them. And, 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 but he said, look, I'm, he said, you need to move from here, Moses. You need to move on. You need to move on. But I'm not coming with you. I'll send my angel before you, but I'm not coming. And Moses begins to intercede. He says, Lord, come on. These are your people. And in the end, God says, all right. He says this. He says, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. 
And in Exodus 33, verse 15, and then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. In other words, Moses was saying to the Lord, Lord, if your presence is not going with us, I'm not going. More than that, he's probably thinking, Lord, if your presence doesn't go with us, I'm not going to really be able to fulfill all that you've purposed for my life. I'm not going, Lord, without you. And as we come in to the end of 2017, and in a few days' time, we'll be walking into a brand new year. We have the choice and the privilege of either including his presence with us or going it alone. Or saying, leave this to me, Lord. I got this year covered. I got this sorted. I know how to live life. I don't really need your presence with me. I'll just go it alone this time. Maybe you've been thinking about these things for a while. Maybe even you've been considering becoming a follower of Jesus, a Christian. You've been thinking about it. Maybe even ready to take that step of faith and include him. Or even perhaps you're sitting here and of late, you've just left the Holy Spirit on the sidelines of your life. You've just been busy, just been doing stuff. Family's been busy, shifting house has been busy. All sorts of things have come into your life. And you think, wow, I've just left him. I, I, I've just been strutting, walking through life just like, hey. And maybe as we face the coming of a new year that it's, it's time to say, Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, God, be my Lord. Be my Savior. May your presence come with me. Hallelujah. In fact, Lord, I'm not going into 2018 without your presence. And there's not one person sitting in this room this morning who doesn't need the presence of a loving God to walk with us, to encourage us, to strengthen us, to enable us to be all that we're not. That his grace and his ability might flow through us. Hallelujah. And he said, I want to be there. Jesus said, if you'll open up, I will come and be with you. God the Father says, if Jesus is there, I'm coming too. And the Holy Spirit says, that person will become a living temple in which I can live. Hallelujah.
they come. His presence comes. And at Christmas time, as we remember him, are we just going to leave him on the side of our lives? Or we are going to invite him to live his life through us? Are we just going to keep doing our miserable little serves and getting whacked when life smashes it back at us and we have no answer? Are we just going to play with life when God has a whole destiny and a purpose for us to fulfill of goodness and of meaningfulness and of strength and of victory and of health and, 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 and everything that God is that he longs to pour into our lives. We said, oh, wait a minute. I'm just going it alone. Wisdom would say, invite Jesus. Welcome his presence in your life and walk with him through the coming years. Let's pray. Father, we just bow our heads in your presence. Father God, thank you for the greatest gift that you could ever give to us, your son, Jesus. How much, Lord, you must love us, Father to give us of your best. Jesus, thank you for coming. You must love us with an incredible love to come to this world and to live and then to die so that we might live with you forever. Greater love has no man than this. So Lord, as we sit here this morning, I pray that you'll open hearts and lives, that we might be willing to include you without reservation as we come into this new year. Father, thank you for Emmanuel, God with us. And so church, just while we're praying, maybe you're at the point where you say, yeah, I'm ready to open my life and to invite the presence of God. And I really have never done that, never done it conclusively. But this morning, you'd know, one thing you'd know, you don't want to walk through next year without Him being with you. Say, so Ian, pray for me. I'm ready to change direction. I'm ready to turn from my own selfish way of doing things and start walking and living God's ways. But I need His presence with me. If you're like that, you know what Jesus said? If two of you shall agree touching anything, it shall be done. I'd count it a real privilege to agree with you this morning as you say yes to Jesus. As you invite His presence to come into your life, as you ask Him to forgive and cleanse you and to start again with His presence with you. There may be two types of people. One, there may be ones that have never done that before. 
then I'm going to ask you just to look up. If we can have the house lights on, please, if you could look up at me and say, yes, Ian, I'm giving my life to Jesus this morning. I'm giving my life. I'm inviting his presence. Look straight at me if you like that. If I don't catch your eyes, just give me a wave. Say, yes, Ian, would you pray for me? I'm ready to give my life to the Lord unreservedly. Is anyone like that? Anyone at all? Just give us a wave if you... Yeah, God bless you, sir. Yeah, good on you. This is a great decision that you're making this morning. And you and I, as we, our eyes meet, I just agree with you. Say, Lord, let the miracle happen in his life. Give your life to God. Invite his presence to come. He'll change you, forgive you. Start again at this Christmas time. God bless you, sir. Is there anyone else you're saying yes? Just give us a wave if I don't catch your eyes. Or maybe there's another category of people. You've walked with the Lord, but you've, you've drifted. You've wandered off. You've lived most of the year just on your own, just playing and serving the best you can. But you say, Lord, this morning I'm coming home. I'm coming back. Is anyone else in that category? Just lift your hand and say, yeah, it's me. Yeah, God bless you. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you. Others, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. God bless you. Don't leave him out this year. Invite him in fully, without reserve. Say, Jesus, let your presence go with me. Hallelujah. I'm sorry that I've left you out of my life. But this morning, I'm coming back to you, Lord, fully and unreservedly. I need you, Lord. And as you pray those sorts of prayers, the blessing of the Lord's going to follow you like you never believed possible. He will come. He will take up residence in you. He will live his life through you and enable you to do overcome stuff that have never been able to do before. His healing grace is upon you in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for these, Lord, moments of faith and of life. As people come to you and give you their life and Lord, welcome your presence. So Lord, let it happen. Let the miracles happen. Emmanuel, come and be with these ones especially and then with all of us as we walk with you, Lord. May the blessing of the Lord follow each one. Not just follow, but overtake us, Lord. Hallelujah. And fill us with all the good things that you have as we prepare for a brand new year. But Lord, thank you. Thank you for coming. We honor you. We bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you. In a moment, we're going to sing a song and I'm just going to say, if any of you want prayer, then put your hand up. You want to come, and I'd love to meet you. Just agree with you further in prayer. If you have needs, we can come. There's a team here to pray with you and to believe God with you. Hallelujah. And as a church, we stand. Let's stand together, and let's be ready to worship the King. Hallelujah. And say, thank you, Father, for Jesus this Christmas. Amen.